Hello, hello everyone and welcome to your NASA weekly update for the week commencing Monday the 4th of September 2023. It's Gary here again and you remember last week when I was all excited and all full of the beans about the week ahead, remember that? I actually said the same thing last week as I'm saying right now because I remember and then I now recall what a disaster of a week that we all endured. Two defeats, one goal for, six goals against... They dropped down to the Europa League and resumed what you have to just believe or understand as our normal league position, numerous points behind the mob from the East End. It's just just a ridiculous week for, for our club and it's it's tough really to know where we, we go from here. The team are just kinda kinda random and, and the core of the team are you know, and I don't mean to sound insulting, but the core of the team are proven serial losers when it comes to big and important games and I don't think that's so much of a skill situation but rather it's it's a mentality issue for me so here's a wee bit of social science geekiness for you just to start off this week when when you're conditioned to think or act or behave in a certain way if you do it for long enough and there are different schools of thought on how long it takes to form a habit but immaterial to that then it does become um, a conscious or subconscious habit and as you well know habits are very very difficult things to break that's where we're at right now we're conditioned as a club to lose important games it's ingrained in us from it feels like the very top of the club and um, right down to what we see on the field I'm afraid to say and it's it's steeped in the current club's con custodian's DNA it feels like you know and, and when you look at the way the two games went for us for this week you can see that um, it's, it peddles the same sort of narrative of you know what happened, what we need to do better, all that stuff that kind of we've come accustomed to listening to now, listening to like you know it was a mistake, it was made, and you know we just need to do the, the the basic things better, stuff like that. And quite frankly, I'm just getting absolutely fed up hearing the same stuff after every poor performance in a big game. Should we give the manager some more time? Of course, that's not really for me to say, but I just have that sinking feeling that Michael Beale has lost the support of of the, the fan base when you consider the, re the reaction to Roof's substitution yesterday and then the boos ringing out at the end of the game. I mean, I just bolted into the, into the media room and just put the TV off right away because I wasn't really overly interested in seeing any more of that. But you could hear the boos, of course, ringing out very, very vocally at the end. And it's something that we're starting to feel and, and hear and see a wee bit more and more as we go and and the big thing for me now and I know it's not just me is is like we seem void of like an actual footballing structure or a footballing philosophy uh, for, for Michael Beale and is that to do with a lack of technical football expertise in, in the boardroom I'd mentioned briefly last week that the, the last remaining position was what the club were planning to do with Ross Wilson's I think he was technical director or a director of football or whatever his title was, you know, the, the Ross Wilson, Mark Allen type role. Is that is that supposed to help and, and give us a wee bit of a of a boost or let Michael Beale do what he's supposedly good at, which is coaching football teams? I'm not sure, but I don't see or understand the philosophy um which um is it's supposed to like what is best to live in. It's supposed to be just lots and lots of chopping and changing. Um, even just players within positions, you know, the same player. I'm um, thinking about Todd Cantwell right now as an example and, and how it's all taken shape. So thus far this season, we've played nine competitive games 
and in three competitions and we've got a record of four wins, two draws and three defeats. Three defeats in the first the first nine games. You know, a third of the games we've played in we've got beat. It's hardly inspiring, is it? And I, and I don't know how often the, the club hierarchy, you know, in terms of their admin structure look at and, in, and in evaluate on-field progress. But I have to think that winning less than 50% of our games at this stage of the season, at any stage of the season... But especially as we get going, is well below the standards and targets that you would imagine have been set at the beginning of the campaign. Again, you know uh, what a difference a week makes, and unfortunately for us, not for the better on on this particular week. So we head into the the international break on a gigantic downer, and that's just the way things seem to go for us these days. I'll do a very very quick uh, game segment as I don't really feel like rehashing all the the garbage that we endured this past week and then we'll get on with the convention stuff and then a wee bit of communication and then we'll, we'll go from there. So two games of course this past week, one in the Champions League playoff, qualification round and one in the league with both of them serving up a stark reminder of our of a squad and tactical frailties and you know starting with the Champions League playoff game against PSV Eindhoven where it ended up in an absolute doing going down 5-1 in a game that it honestly could have been even worse for us if it wasn't for Jack Butland there and almost double figures we just got ripped apart and to be honest I had it in my head you know from before I'm always enthusiastic about the games I think Rangers are going to win every single game that we play but I had it in my head truly that we needed them to have a wee bit of an off night just because they've got good players or maybe even arguably better players than us that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to click they're going to gel they're going to perform on the night so I was hoping that you know they would have a little bit of an off night and we would have a great night because we've done that before and in the past and then we might have done something special but this Rangers team just isn't Champions League level um, team honestly so so we got what what we got there you know and we'll, and we'll go and play our trade in the Europa League my, my main hope honestly was to qualify for the Champions League do enough in the Champions League to get third spot drop down to the Europa League and then have a wee bit of a run in the Europa League in the in the knockout stages not to be and we'll just have to we'll have to do what we what we do in the in the, the group stages the positives from the game the final whistle <laughs> was 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 quite a positive for me, I think, and and Jack Butland I thought was uh, was tremendous, and and uh, Rabbi Matondo I think didn't do himself any harm, you know, with his continued resurgence in the team with his guile and his pace and and his directness um, as well. The negatives, uh, the whole game pretty much certainly from about the twenty minute or so mark was pretty negative for us. Our, our defending was just criminal, and and we. It feels like we just capitulated, you know. We we got those kind of deer in the headlights looks, and and just froze, you know. Then we bring it back to two one on the night, and you've got an opportunity to just start to ask a question which felt exciting for about a minute, and then it was all over again. Three one after some poor defending from a set piece, and then Connor Goldson's own goal. Then at the end was it was just a disaster. That's just the the icing on the, the stupid disgusting cake for us the stats said it was 43% possession for Rangers we had um, 8 shots on goal with 3 on target to their 17 shots on goal with 10 on target so that gives you an idea um, of, of, of how good Butland was um, for us so we, we gave up the possession and the chances and that kind of just tells the story of the game really doesn't it the referee watch I can't even remember the guy so he'll get a 7 out of 10 and we'll just move on the second game was yesterday's 1-0 home defeat 
to the the mob from the the East End, and and what was just a a disjointed and ultimately pointless, literally and figuratively, performance. You know, we, we started incredibly well, and I, and I thought I thought personally that we had the opener in in the first minute. So he, here I am, like a clown, running up and down the the pin bar <laughs> at five in the morning, uh, having not warmed up. Of course, you'll know that I'm an athlete. And then I, I hurt my back, I hurt my hip, I hurt my my hamstrings and everything, and I'm I'm marching up and down there, and it was it was a great time and a great feeling, but it ended up all being for nothing. And in the first ten minutes or so, I thought we were okay, and then we just settled, we just settled into our habit. There's that word again of sitting back and assuming and waiting for an onslaught from them, which never came. You know, yet we, we still stuck with standing off them and, and not taking the game by the scruff of the neck, which we were doing very effectively in the beginning. We we then opened the scoring with a perfectly legitimate goal that was expertly dispatched by Roof after great work by Dessers, um, who, who also set up the Matondo um, goal as well for the for the what was ultimately the offside opener no complaints about that one at all so he's, he's getting some you know he got he got in the first PSV game as well he got a good assist for Matondo as well so a wee bit more to his game than you know than just the goal scoring um, but then this goal as you know was, was chalked off because their defender kicked Dessers and then fell and Don Robertson the, the referee who you know I give him I gave him I think it was like a one and a half or a one or a two maybe a wee while back he then was told by the VAR to, to go and check it at the, at the side of the pitch and then inexplicably he comes out does the VAR kind of you know fake screen thing then looks like his body popping or whatever it is he's doing he's pointing it all over the place he's pointing at the centre circle then he's pointing it he's pointing with a with a foul in inverted commas and happens and he gave the foul to them absolutely utterly pathetic disgusting and, and downright Cheating. I, there's no way, no way from any angle you can look at that and say that the first on-field call that he made, that he was very close to, was not the correct call. Just, just a cheat. Um, thankfully, on this particular occasion, for from my own personal um, self-preservation perspective, I didn't injure myself celebrating this one because I just wanted to wait and see what happened, and then, and then we got what we got, which was nothing and just ridiculous. And then, as is the Rangers' way these days, Connor Goldson, on the same sort of form that we saw him, you know, score that bizarre own, own goal as a fifth goal, and Eindhoven just, that's a kind of lackadaisical, lazy, heads it out, nothing headed, instead of just launching it, and, you know, launching it, because he can head it to the halfway lane kind of thing, and he just kind of launches it and it goes to their player to, to play it through. You know, I think I think it was John Suter that was that was was holding their guy on side, but he's not expecting that sort of header. You know, so that's nothing nothing to to be aligned to John Suter in terms of blame or anything like that. And he he brought it in and fair play. I said it at the time. It was an absolutely brilliant finish and and to get to get to be one 0 right on half time. I think it was like the forty seventh minute or or something like that. You know, and and I'd said to a bunch of pals, here's just a wee bit of reflection. On Saturday specifically, because we're all getting really excited about the game. If we do our jobs collectively and individually, if the whole entire squad does their jobs on Sunday, the result is ours. And I was absolutely convinced that that was the case. Well, we didn't, and the goal was the epitome of that. And the second half was a wee bit better in terms of pressing and and chance creation, but it, it wasn't. 
it wasn't very structured and, and, and quite frankly it wasn't very wasn't very exciting you know and it was the same old garbage that we see served up when we're in positions like this against them or teams like them that have managed to, to sneak a lead with a, with a couple of chances but we, we also gave up a bunch of chances as well and on another day we could we could have walked away with having been beat by more I don't think we would have deserved that at all you know the, the very very least we deserved was a draw but you know some of the chances that were given up of course because we're pressing I'm not I'm not complaining about that but it, you know on another day you know, there was a lot of balls going across that box there that, that might have um, ended up getting tapped in it could have been you know it could have been different anyway I thought we, we should have had a penalty uh, when Maeda who, who, I mean this guy just basically runs around fouling people unpunished and I don't know why the captain or the players go like that you know that's number three ref don't you you know that's number four you know that's number five the referees don't like that I know they don't like that but then you're in the rear and then they're going to be watching out for it and, and they're going to do something that that'll that will give you hopefully an opportunity for some sort of fairness to be added to the game. But no, it just seems to um to, to be able to run about and, and get completely unpunished. Anyway, he downs, absolutely downs Cantwell with the arm flailing. I'm not you know, I understand the rules and I understand a, sh a good old shoulder check and I'm and I'm into that. But when you go in with your arm flailing like that and then VAR didn't seem so keen to get involved with this one as they did with the, the disallowed goal and the play just continued and of course we were a wee bit worried down to 10 men for a wee while actually as, as Cantwell got himself a little bit of treatment so hopefully he's okay as well so just just pathetic refereeing a, a very very poor lacklustre show uh, from us they saw the game out and it was basically just a carbon copy of everything we've seen against them for the past four or five seasons 50 55 season aside of course which is becoming more and more like an absolute 38 game fluke um, that, that we that we all enjoyed um, a couple of years back there positives again the final whistle uh, I, I looked at the clock on about 58 minutes and I was thinking I know how this story ends I could save myself half an hour of my time and go home and go to bed here but you know was there in hope and in anticipation and I, and I thought Butland uh, was, was great uh, again Cantwell and Raskin really grew into the game especially in the second half and that's about it in terms of positives and negatives where do you even start? We were we were clueless, we were too passive, we were too respectful, too naive, too bereft of ideas that would have made any material difference to the game and, and of course the result, which is the main thing. It was just the same dung that we've seen over and over and over again. You know, poor defending, a mistake that costs us and then we don't have any ability to break down teams that, that, that defend um, you know, fairly deep in their, in their half or in, in their area. The same old story, folks. On the stats side, it said we had 50% possession, which I was actually quite surprised about because the, the amount of times we, we just sat off them. And it says that we had uh, 10 shots on target. Uh, sorry, 10 shots on goal, 3 on target. To their 7 shots on goal with 5 on target. So they more on target than us, which is kind of the story. You know, we had all this huff and puff into the box and then we never never got a break, never really forced our way to getting a break. And certainly, of course, never, never got a chance to dispatch any any balls into the back of the net on the referee watch Don Robertson's an idiot of a referee 1 out of 10 clown that's it I don't want to talk about this guy anymore he's just pathetic so we're now in the international break as I said earlier on a wee bit of a downer and it's certainly not what we were hoping to be and Michael Beale when he was interviewed on RTV afterwards had said it's two weeks to work with the players or, or something to that effect and I'm I'm kind of not sure what he's been doing for the past two months then uh, you know that that's going to be absolutely amazing and the turnaround for the next two weeks is going to make I don't think it's going to make any massive difference 
um, to, to the remainder of our season, the way that things are going right now. And I, and I feel I feel kind of gloomy. It's kind of actually the weather's quite gloomy here in Calgary today as well. So maybe that's kind of the way that it is. But we don't have that little bit of hope, you know, when this player comes back or whatever, we make the stupid mistakes, we have the bulk of possession, we huff and puff up to the final third, we don't have a good final ball. Any chances that do come are not ruthless enough like their guy was. And it's the same old story under Michael Beale, under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, for lots of time under Steven Gerrard as well. So, kind of dire. And for RTV, nothing, no major updates on the RTV front. Still having a wee bit of dialogue with a couple of clubs that uh, have come back to us to, to just kind of get a wee bit more information or a wee bit more dialogue as well. So we'll use this international break to get all those all kind of cleaned up and move on with the season. Just a reminder, I think I mentioned this a few pods ago, a couple of pods ago, the emails have been sent out for memberships. This is for specific for NASA clubs, uh, for your membership dues um, to get those paid. And we want those paid by the, I think we said the middle of the month, maybe, maybe the end of the month, but I've got the middle of the month in my head right now. So forgive me if I've got that wrong. But, but the key part is if your club has not paid their membership and by the date, the deadline, let's just say it's the middle of the month, the 15th, and then then we will be cutting off your RTV access. Uh, we, we have to do that just to get a wee bit more serious about making sure everyone is in good standing with, with NARSA. It sounds a wee bit uh, ruthless. It's not in reflection or reaction to the game or the result yesterday. It's just we, we said that before, but just a reminder, you've got a couple of weeks to, to get that organised and hopefully everyone will because we don't want the, the hassle and the drama of having to, to cut clubs off for that as well. On the shout-outs, we have a very new addition to the Rangers family and... That also coincides with us now having a great-grandmother in our ranks at the Rangers Supporters Club of Calgary. Lorelai Lorel was proud as punch to, to welcome her great-granddaughter Summer Elizabeth, who was born on Thursday the 31st of August to proud parents uh, Dana or Dana, I'm not 100% sure if it's Dana or Dana, and Mike Scholars as well. So... Something positive from the last week that we can we can look at and say, oh, that's really nice. It's certainly nothing to do with Rangers Football Club directly anyway. But congratulations uh, to, to Dana and Mike and, of course, to, to Lorelai and Alec Liddell on becoming great grandparents. That's very, very, very exciting. On the Leo front, 619 days, 88 weeks until he's 16, and then we can get him starting to properly earn some cash. On the convention update, I can officially confirm that it's 269 days and 38 weeks until what might be NASA 2024 in New York City, assuming that we can confirm the dates of the 30th of May to the 1st of June, which once again, I need to reiterate that that's just a target of, of those dates. We have no signed contract with the hotel and I need to be very, very clear that I do not recommend that you book any travel until we get that organised. We're in a wee bit... Um, of a holding pattern that feels like with, with the hotel. We did have the, the meeting with the NASA executive last week that I talked about on last week's pod and then had a conversation with the, the sales executive fellow over at the hotel and just gave him an idea where we're at, what we're looking for, come back with a little bit of a proposal, a smaller, possibly a smaller room, smaller venue, smaller, um, you know, um, minimums on food and beverage and on the, the actual hotel um, rooms as well. So they took that away and we had we had a wee bit of a text conversation a couple of times during the week for a wee bit more clarification. I was kind of expecting to get something by the end of last week and it was a couple of times it was in my mind to 
um, to text them and say, hey, listen, I've got the pod on Monday. We'd really love to provide a bit of an update. But that's kind of what we're doing. We're looking at something just a little bit smaller. And because, as I mentioned last week, there is enough interest from the folks that responded to our survey that an event of some description is, is going to happen. And it's going to, hopefully going to happen on that exact same weekend as well. So I'll repeat myself and say that I hope by this time next week we do have some, some concrete um uh, information to to, carry, to 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 provide you. If we get an opportunity to actually sign a contract and then get going, but we'll certainly let you know as well. Really appreciate the fact that uh, flights will be open for booking right now, and, and people will be desperate to kind of get going on that. It's just a wee bit more difficult to do this stuff when the team isn't very very inspiring either. So. More to follow on that next week and I'm actually literally going to finish recording here. I'm recording a wee bit earlier today. Right now it's just after two o'clock in the afternoon and I will message him. I'm sure they're celebrating Labour Day um, over in, in the United States as well. So I might not actually get a chance to get a hold of him and that's basically it. On the communications front for this week, the Jails Guide this week is pretty empty I don't mind telling you so which is kind of good because there's not all these adverts flying all over the place not a whole hell of a lot going on in terms of uh, Rangers land for, for this week which is of course um, you know par for the course because it's international week there's on Friday there's a what they're calling the big interview with Sir Alex Ferguson and that's going to drop on Rangers TV on Friday I'm not 100% sure what time but I'm definitely going to tune, in, tune into that I'm a, I'm a big Alex Ferguson fan so I would love to, to hear what he's got to say about his time at Rangers and his managerial career and such. And then on Sunday, we have Dundee United versus Rangers in the Scottish Power Women's League as well there. And I don't know the time, the kickoff time that, that wasn't actually put on there as well. But if you follow the Rangers women's team, you'll, you'll know what the timing is for that as well. And their season is, is trucking along relatively nicely. As, as we go. And the last thing on the communication front is I had mentioned NASA's involvement with Experience Kissimmee when the, the announcement was made there back in early August, I think it was probably about a month ago or so. Well, what I can share with you now is that a few of us on the NASA executive have been invited down to Kissimmee to uh, to look at, uh, or to do some preparatory work and legwork for what might be our convention down there in 2025. That's one of the, the main highlights. That was one of the main reasons that we got involved from an ARSA perspective was the opportunity to take our convention down to Kissimmee. So we're going to be going down and meeting with a couple of representatives from Rangers and also with representatives of Experience Kissimmee. We're going to see some properties when we're down there and just get a look feel for what the area can, can provide us in terms of entertainment and you know amenities and, and, and facility and stuff like that to be able to do what we would like to do from a convention perspective. It's the first time we've ever had an opportunity uh, to do this and very very grateful to Experience Kissing Me for supporting us um, on, on this journey as we as we go down. It's something I'm a bit of a homebody. I like, I like to just stick around at home and, and do my own thing, but it's going to be a whistle-stop tour. We're leaving. I'm leaving on the 14th and flying back on the 17th. The work itself is going to happen on the 15th and 16th, which is a Friday-Saturday. We're also going to get an opportunity to visit the Orlando Rangers Supporters Club for our first game after the international break, which is an earlier one against St Johnson at McDermott Park as well there. So yeah, so some exciting information. I'll 
I'll share what I can, of course, when on, on the pod on the 18th, which would be two weeks from today, and we'll see where we go from there. But yeah, something a wee bit different and, and an opportunity to, to support the club in, in a, a slightly different way and, and also get our, our exposure uh, to NARSA increased a wee bit, or exposure for NARSA increased a wee bit as we go forward as well. So yeah, gas the jet setter over the next week. Well, I'm going to be joined by our convention director, Billy Ferguson, and our communication director, Lorraine Spence, as well. Lorraine was instrumental, as you might remember from our from the information I shared on the pod about the announcement and, and liaising with Rangers and getting things organised in her role at the time as the Sponsorship and Marketing Director for NASA. So it's going to be a good bit of continuity there from, from Lorraine as well. So really looking forward to seeing the folks in person and getting a chance to do a little bit of business on behalf of NASA and Rangers as well. Okay, okay, folks, that will do it for this week. As always, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you very, very, very much for taking the time to listen and please do share it with whomever you think might enjoy it. Actually, do you know what? Before I go, I have two birthday wishes to to put out there for today. The first one is to my lovely niece, Chloe Carey, who is the ripe old age of 22 today. Two little ducks for Chloe. We had a bit of a late night last night in, in Debbie and Andy's kitchen there with Chloe and it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a, the first time we've done that in quite some time so that made for a little bit of a slower start this morning. Thanks, Chloe. And the second one is to our new Sponsorship and Marketing Director, Nicola Fatkin, who it's also her birthday today and I'm pretty sure she would kill me if I told you what her age was. So we'll just move on swiftly from there. But happy birthday and uh, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, folks. Until next week, folks. I'm sorry this past week was just an absolute mess. It's just uh, these trials and tribulations are going to make us stronger in the future and, uh, and I hope that we do see a dramatic turnaround as quickly as possible before this whole thing is just another runaway. We've all, we've been here. It's not even a year, is it? And you know we're kind of back in the same situation. I don't like that. I don't like waking up in the morning and kind of looking at the headlines, fearful that we might be, you know, having sacked a manager and looking for a new guy and and things like that. That's not what we want. We want to be looking at how the players are doing, what the fixture list is coming up. You know, things to get looking forward to. Not that dread of of looming, um, you know, potential admin change and, and a lot of structural upheaval on the footballing side. Just start winning games, Michael, and we'll get uh, to start to love you properly again. Until next week, folks, take care and all the very best, okay? Cheerio.